0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This
1: is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And a good. Tuesday afternoon to you and everybody tuning in to this regular Tuesday edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast here on the YouTube channel. Audio will be available later, wherever podcasts are available. If you can't tune in and check out the entire show live, you can always go back, watch here on the YouTube channel. Or you can go back and watch on like the iHeartRadio app or Google or Apple. Tune in. We are everywhere, baby. We got a lot to get into today. We are literally going to go down the white rabbit hole. If you've been hiding under a rock and you don't know what I'm talking about, I have dived deep into the rabbit hole, and SP3 is ready for all of my theories and ideas. And, I mean, let's be honest. It's Bray Wyatt, right? Like, it's got to be Bray Wyatt. We'll talk into all. And God forbid it not be Bray Wyatt, because I think WWE will have an issue uh, on their hands. War Games is coming to the main roster. Fight Pit is coming to the main roster. Logan Paul is getting an undisputed universal title shot in Saudi Arabia. Bailey, Ronda Rousey, they're getting their matches at Extreme Rules. Everybody's getting distracted on Monday Night Raw. And then we got Arthur Ashe tomorrow night, four hours. Tony Khan, SP3, is promising something that you've never seen before on AEW. He is absolutely promising to deliver in New York tomorrow where you will be live. Where where are you at as far as the anticipation levels for Grand Slam tomorrow night in New York?
0: Uh on a scale of one to five stars, uh, I would I would say I'm at a solid three and three quarters. I'm at a three and three quarters. I'm very much looking forward to the main event AEW World Championship matchup with Moxley and Danielson. Definitely looking forward to um, the world tag team championship matchup with swerving our glory versus the acclaim the acclaimed crowning moment, crowning achievement. Can't wait to see no. that rampage card. I'm um, so so, but I'm definitely gonna be there for Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy. So, yeah, I would say three and three quarters is where I'm at right now. But a lot of good wrestling going on, a very good, a lot of very good wrestling on last night's Monday Night Raw couple of head scratchers but a lot of busy news wwe trying to take back the headlines from aew after aew had a stronghold <laughs> over the headlines coming out of all out it, you know wwe is like this week we got it back with positive news yes. unlike what aews do
1: a-, a lot of positive news the second that Triple h, not maybe not the second that triple h took over but we have talked about it on this show before I think like the day or two after, I think it just hit me. I'm like, damn, imagine if we got a war games match on the main roster. And then Triple H said, one, we're going to give you a two and we're going to give it to you at Survivor Series. Sold. Not only that, but we're getting Fight Pit as well at Extreme Rules uh, with one of the uh, Fight Pit originals. Of course, it's the original bro, uh, Matt Riddle. He was in fight pit one. Of course, Timothy Thatcher is the man who was is and 2-0 in the fight pit. He ain't going to be in this match because he's not with the company. But we will dive into all of that. We want to appreciate everybody uh, who is uh, tuning in today. Manny and Safed and Queen, thank you guys so much for tuning into the chat. Make sure to get your comments in, your theories in, your questions in. We'll get to as many of them as we can throughout the show. If you're new to the show, by the way, make sure to pound that thumbs up button. Make sure to pound that subscribe button. We are, by my count, 39 subscribers away from 500. And the second that we get to 500 subscribers, one lucky subscriber will win $100 to either WWE or AEW shop. Your choice on us. That's simple. Got to get to 500 subscribers, though, so spread the word. Retweet my pin tweet. It's all up there. Check it out. Appreciate you. Follow us on the Twitter machine as well. Handles are as you see them on the screen. And before we dive into this white rabbit hole, gotta thank our friends over at Ben Online. The fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first market odds and lines. Get reviews and news for every league, including the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your information. From live in-game betting to props and futures. Go to Bet Online today or use your mobile device. You're holding on to the dang thing anyway. Join, make your first bet, and use our promo code BELIEVE50. That That is B L E B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline, where the game starts. And SB3, we got to start with the white rabbit because this is what everybody online has been talking about over the last couple of uh, or last few hours, pretty much since they started playing that Jefferson Airplane song at house shows. People have been talking about White Rabbit, what this could possibly mean uh, for for WWE. And then, you know, last night we got those those QR codes that were hidden in the crowd and behind Austin Theory. WWE has done a fantastic job of using the space in between spaces here to, to really sell something and reward the audience for paying attention to the tiny details much like they did uh with dexter loomis when he first came in everybody was pointing and noticing car crashes and and dumpster fires and things of that nature and it really does make you pay attention literally everywhere at every moment in the show you don't want to walk away now because you're afraid you might miss something something minute something small and hell who knows what might start at house shows now it makes every show feel important but This all started at those house shows over the weekend. uh, They were playing the Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit song. They would turn down the lights, and then all of a sudden, the fireflies would come out, people's cell phones, this, that, and the other thing. And last night, they do the QR codes, and I got some screen grabs, but basically, it's this little white rabbit who dives down the, the hole, and we start playing a thing, a hangman here, and it's asking, who killed the world, right? And the answer, you did. You can look at all the little letters down there that the rabbit jumped on, and And he hopped down his hole, and that was the QR code. And immediately this goes out, SP3, Every everybody starts, maybe not everybody, people like myself, we all dive down this hole, and we started doing searches. We started doing Google searches. We started hopping on this because why? It all reeks of Bray Wyatt. Like, this is exactly the kind of thing that WWE would do for the return of Bray Wyatt, who has always been this kind of Easter egg type character. Puzzles, riddles. This is what gets people intrigued with Bray. There's like a whole Bray Wyatt lore out there. Anytime he'd put out a Firefly Funhouse video, people would dive in and start looking for those Easter eggs and the clues and try to figure out what he's been talking about. This is hands down. Taylor May. To be Bray Wyatt. Oh, and by the way, there was the uh, the whole... I thought I pulled the photo. I didn't. But 9.23 this Friday at 9.23, something is going down SP3. I mean, at this point, when you look at everything and the evidence that has been presented, which I will present some of it here in a few moments, this has to be Bray returning to WWE, right? Like, how could it not be at this point?
0: Uh, the White Rabbit, The the lyrics of the song and this this video that i like how they did it with the barcode behind austin theory typically a segment that i wasn't really paying attention to and then everybody online was like oh you should have been paying attention because there was a bar (laughs) code that led to this so i like the way they have done this and created buzz without it being a tv storyline kind of what uh wrestle said in their tweet it's a very unique how they have done this but yeah do i think this is bray wyatt 100 i do I think it, I think it was a clear indication when they had the red lights along with the theme music during Friday's taping, as well as during the house shows over the weekend, the video that played from the barcode, not only had the white rabbit, a rabbit rambling rabbit, a part of the firefly and a fun house. And then going down the white rabbit hole, you know, it's something that has been connected and stuff that. Bray Wyatt has said in the past in promos not only that with the video there's also the clock that used to be in Bray Wyatt's uh entrance so there is little clues little easter eggs all around that is telling us this is Bray Wyatt I look forward to it if it is and I I think I think it's it's brilliant it's very much brilliant on WWE's part and I haven't said that for a lot of things <laughs> WWE has done in the past two decades so this is this means something What i'm saying it's absolutely brilliant how they have created this much hype for something that they haven't really spent any amount of minutes on tv doing
1: none and that's why i said it's it's a brilliant use of the spaces in between spaces right you you have to pay attention to the tiny little details that are all around us and speaking of tiny little details you can look at uh, this this freeze frame, focus in on the font for you did, right? And for those people who are listening to the podcast now, um, you know, check out the YouTube. I got the I got the video the, the photo evidence to go with this. But if you look at the font here for or specifically around the words you and did, and then you look at this old school Bray Wyatt t-shirt, it is the exact same font. Look at the D. Go back and look at the D. It is the exact same D. You look at the U and the I and the Y on the back of the shirt. It is the same exact font. So there is number one clue there that I've, I found and several other people found last night. Then you look at the hourglass and the big red circle. This big red circle has been on Bray Wyatt's Twitter headline heading, whatever you want to call that there, for months and months and months. This has something to do with him. This is something that showed up in many sections of the video. Uh, that that brief little video last night, several times you saw that big red circle. Uh, that that's another one that uh, that a lot of people found uh, last night as two clues. And then there's just the whole thing about the white rabbit itself, right? With uh, more often than not, it's it's seen as a uh, associated with new beginnings, right? It, it's used to represent the embodiment of. Of curiosity and wonder, and it's all about fresh start, new beginnings, a symbol of purity. That is also Bray Wyatt in a nutshell. Then you can actually go back and and dive to further down the rabbit hole and look at the date of 923 in historical context, right? 923, 2017, some quack said the world was going to come to an end on September 23rd, 2017. Now we're talking about who killed the world, right? I mean, I'm not saying anything like that is is connected, but there are all these like little dots. I feel like the, the dude from, um, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia right now, as I'm just trying to like put up things and connect the string in my, in my board and everything like that. Even if you look up Luke 23, Luke, Luke two twenty three, right? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Like seriously, I could associate any of this shit with Bray Wyatt. This is how far I went down the rabbit hole. This is how far people like myself, and I ain't the only one, I'm literally not the only one, and I'm just going to stop there at like all those different examples. When you start Googling, any of these things could be associated with Bray Wyatt, and that is what makes him so valuable to the company, is because you get people like myself, you get people like Ryan Satin, who also jumped down the rabbit hole, and a myriad of others. I don't know what people are doing on the water cooler these days. I mean, I've been off the last couple of days, and nobody in my office watches wrestling. But as far as like the internet wrestling community, and I know we're a very vocal minority of the wrestling community, this is what people have been talking about, and this is the value that Bray Wyatt brings to WWE.
0: Yeah, it's kind of amazing what he's been able to do with uh just simple little things. So, yeah, I'm it's very exciting. It's another instant of WWE teaching its viewers to pay attention to everything around them and you you kind of are you're going to have a keen eye for little things and it's something that kind of the AEW and the Elite have been doing with their product ever since like being the Elite little easter eggs and little you have to watch people's you know facial expressions to other people's words so it's those little things that you have to pay attention to that makes it an investment as a viewer so i like that i like the the way they have completely done this and they've built up anticipation in just mere days, less than a week in mere days, they have built up anticipation for this Friday SmackDown. So I know everybody's going to be having their alarms set for 9-23. <laughs> On Friday, on on nine twenty three is going to be very interesting. Everyone, yeah, your gut should say it's Bray Wyatt. The only other person that it, you could allude that it's to is Karrion Cross, but he's already gone out on social media and said that he's not behind this, so stay tuned. So I, I'm going to be staying tuned, and I'm going to be ready for this Friday.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's one of the things, man. It's like... Everybody wanted to jump on on the Carrion Cross bandwagon because I believe White Rabbit had something to do with his Lucha Underground days, and everybody was hopping in on that. Um, but I mean, I doubt that they would go through all this cloak and dagger for somebody that is already like re-debuted with the company. So for it to be Carrion Cross, that wouldn't make a ton of sense. Now, if they did something where you know Carrion was involved in this in some way shape or form i could see that they did have the red uh, the red circle around the hourglass hourglass obviously a figure for carrying cross but i think people are, are are diving too much into that there uh wrestle votes you talked about that tweet earlier uh verbatim what he said was asked a source about the white rabbit deal source said while he expects it's bray wyatt he said it is being withheld from everyone wwe has been able to draw significant interest from this without it being a tv storyline and they like to keep it as quiet as possible if it's something like for Karrion cross who's already there, I doubt you're going to great lengths to really kind of keep that from everybody. And this comes down to the other thing. And I'll get to you guys' comments here in a second is you're going, you're doing something like this, knowing full well that the fans are going to immediately jump and think it's, it's Bray Wyatt. You've had uh, the Ariel Hawani interview where Triple H has talked about, you know, possibly bringing Bray Wyatt back. You've had the reports that there have at least been discussions of bringing Bray Wyatt back. And then you had the most recent reports of negotiations have taken place. So if this is somebody else, if this is meant for somebody else, and this doesn't involve Bray Wyatt in one bit shape or form, WWE has an issue on his hands because the fans are immediately going to reject this through no fault of their own because I think it's important to remember WWE has not teased Bray Wyatt. They have not promised Bray Wyatt. There is nothing that has been said about Bray Wyatt, the man himself. Everybody's going to jump on these Easter eggs, but if it isn't Bray Wyatt, WWE has to have something solid, something good, something so big and overblown and unexpected that the fans will be like, Oh, it wasn't him, but we get this. Okay, great. Because if it isn't, if it's like, not not to throw shade, but if it's like a Dexter Loomis level signing of somebody like that and they're giving him this whole white rabbit thing, people are going to revolt. And I think WWE, nothing that they can do about it, but it's like, how do you handle that situation? Knowing anytime you do something like this, people are immediately going to be hoping and praying it's Bray Wyatt. It kind of puts you behind the eight ball a little bit.
0: I mean they should be prepared for this. So I'm I'm going to go in with the thinking that the most likely person is Bray Wyatt. I'm not going to be relatively that disappointed if it's not Bray Wyatt cuz I don't get my hopes up for WWE. I need I need a few more years of Triple H to have my hopes up for these type of things, but if if I'm going in thinking that it's Bray Wyatt and it winds up being, you know, a former NXT talent yeah, it is a little disappointing. If it winds up being Adam Rose returning with the White Rabbit, then, uh, yeah, we're we're in for a disappointment. I also wanted to note that uh, September 23rd, 2019, The Fiend brutalized Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw. So is The Fiend coming back to feud with Braun again to resume that feud that never got their conclusion back in 2020? Is that what he's coming back for? So uh, just just to put that out there it, to see if the date meant any significance to his career. And that's the only of thing that really happened on September 23rd in Bray Wyatt's.
1: Room. Yeah, I know. I looked for his debut. I looked for the Fiend's debut, which obviously happened at SummerSlam. At least in-ring debut happened at SummerSlam. I was looking for something in that. You know, uh, 923. When did Bray get released? That happened in July. So I, w- I was literally hunting. You know, until I found the, just those couple of things. Like I said, you had that one nut job who said the world's going to end on September 23rd, uh, 2017. Noob saying I thought it was supposed to end in 2012. Well, you see what happened here noob is when the the whack job predictions turn out to be false because of course they do then they just move the goalpost, right so yeah. oh it didn't happen in 2012 now it's gonna happen in 2017 no it, it didn't happen so now it's gonna happen in 2027 it ain't gonna happen then either probably i at least i hope
0: not you know I, i'm enjoying life anywho but rick ucchino ruined it for us all ladies and gentlemen just remember Aaron, this date. Go home. i fucked it remember up this September, September 20th, 2022.
1: We can, so we got five years, everybody live it up. There we go. Uh, But that's how that always, uh, that's how that always uh, works. Uh, Queen saying, I think it's him, but I feel like we're just going to get the lights out and the song on TV instead of during a commercial, another type of uh, teaser, but I don't see him showing up on SmackDown. I would be perfectly fine with him showing up on SmackDown. I have no issue with that. I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, the last night, saying why would they put him on SmackDown? Well, you put them on SmackDown because you want to increase ratings. You now have gotten so much buzz behind this; people are going to tune in, maybe specifically at nine twenty-three on Fox on Friday to make to see what this is going to be. Now you have to reward them for tuning in. Now I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't going to be uh, another teaser because if you remember, it was several teases. Uh, With the Firefly Funhouse characters before we actually saw the Fiend Bray Wyatt show up on TV. So, could this just be another massive slow play that leads up to something? Totally possible. Something is going to happen on 923. I'm not guaranteeing that Bray Wyatt is showing up on the TV screen because history says he's not just going to show up. But as to whether or not to answer your question, we're getting the Fiend. I don't, if he comes back, I don't think we are. This is, like I said, white rabbit purity fresh starts this is bray wyatt's mo he comes up with something new totally reinvents himself and gets and totally gets the wwe universe to go along with him his fireflies they always follow wherever he goes no matter what it is Would i like to see the fiend back yes but with some tweaks because that fiend character was way too strong and created massive massive booking problems so uh they they would need to do some some tweaks and things like that but Uh, we, uh, we will see. Uh, let's see. I saw some other comments, uh, Keith O'Toole. What if Bray returned as a new member of judgment day? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm really fine without that. Let, let Bray fly on his own. He don't, he don't need to be the leader of judgment day. This is like the same people who wanted him to show up, be the new leader of dark order. Like I'm really okay uh, with, with with this. Judgment Day is doing just fine on their own. Uh, uh, big not, big dominant got some big ass heat last night, didn't he? Whether it was he go- did, he did though. He Whether did it though. was go away heat or not, man, the second they started- it felt like go away heat, but yeah, they did <laughs> get
0: heat. And Finn and Damian was just so happy to hear <laughs> the fans again.
1: Oh my goodness! Like they're act like. Again, they've actually made Dominic interesting. They they they're doing some things right with with Judgment Day. I think throwing Bray into the mix, it would be like it would be like a bigger version of putting Ali in front of like Retribution, right? Like it just like here here's a here's a spiritual leader to try to save this. I I think they're doing fine with Judgment Day. I'd like to see him get some more clean big wins and eventually get a win over Edge as well, but. They're doing just fine. I think that's fitting a square peg into a round hole. I think this is going to be something completely different. Bray is going to be on his own. Like I said, they're going to put Bray with anybody. Anybody. I think carrying cross does make some sense, but I think this man is going to be uh, just fine. And we will all tune in nine twenty three on nine twenty three. Also together.
0: Also Dominic has made has made Judgment Day interesting. I mean, Judgment Day wasn't that interesting to me until Dominic Mysterio got involved and Rhea became a poppy. Once Rhea became a poppy and she feels like the leader of the group, I just I, I, I tend to enjoy Judgment Day a little bit more, even though I will say those fans definitely sounded like that was going away.
1: Man, d- dude, like the second that they insinuated that Dom was like getting some. Like, oh, man, like immediately the horny nerd boys across the country just immediately turned on that man. And yeah, but it, it's nice that they're actually giving Dom some layers and something different. Like new emo Dom is so much better than, hey, guys, I'm Ray's son. You should like me because I'm Ray's son. They did two years of that horse shit. I was ready to see something different. They're, they're giving us new emo dom, and he's got his his dominatrix, his queen, Rhea Ripley, carrying him in tow. Great. Love it. He wants to go out and party it up in uh, San Jose with Damian Priest. Love it. Great. Give me more of that. Judgment Day is doing uh, just fine right now. And they are a bigger focus of the show now than, than they were literally weeks ago. Uh, so that is that is good for everybody involved. I think Judgment Day is working out just fine. Again,
0: they need yeah, to get and over. They're, they're not trying to be spooky, spooky golf kids. Now they're just trying to be golf kids that like the party, which I'm okay with because that's realistic for Damian and Rhea. So it just it just meshes well with everybody else.
1: And you know what? You know what else is interesting? The fact that there looks like they're finally going to have a storyline for AJ Styles now. Uh, involving the Judgment Day. You had that interesting backstage conversation between him and and Finn Balor about how they've always been boys, have always had each other's backs, and now AJ, is he going to join Judgment Day? Is he not? Damian Priest has talked about for a long time. They'd love to get AJ in there. So Judgment Day has a lot of things going on with itself right now. They don't need Bray Wyatt literally gumming up the works. I think that would be just a terrible overall decision. I think people, they see factions, they see groups that are even slightly spooky, and it's like, oh, we got to throw Bray Wyatt in there. No, you don't. Let's see what Bray Wyatt can do on his own. He doesn't, he doesn't need a family. He doesn't need a faction. Now, whether or not he pair, they pair him back up with Alexa Bliss, I think that would be much more likely because she finds herself massively in limbo right now. At least got a main event last night against Bailey in San Jose where they kind of reminded everybody who she is or at least who she was because they have not had anything of anything significant for her for quite some time now. But again, she, she did lose. A distraction, which we'll talk about coming up here in a little bit. But let's dive into this, shall we? It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. Triple H is like the man, he's, he's like Santa Claus for, for nerds like me who like big metal structures that are going to cause people to hurt themselves. Uh, he is giving us war games at Survivor Series. Love this decision. Could not love this decision more. And On top of that, something you called SP3 at Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, we are getting Fight Pit 3, which is Fight Pit 1 on the main roster, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins. Which one are you more excited for here, that we're going to be getting two War Games matches at Survivor Series or the fact that we're getting Riddle and Rollins in Fight Pit 3?
0: I don't. I think War Games going to Survivor Series instantly makes Survivor Series a must-watch event, and has gave Survivor Series a jolt of hype and buzz that it did not have two days ago after this announcement. Two That's days was ten years is. ago. 10 years I, ago. No, I'm, de- 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 I'm, de- I'm just saying two, two days ago. No, we've had 2016. 2016 is one of the greatest Survivor Series events of all time. You had the Goldberg squash on Brock Lesnar. You had mm-hmm. a classic five on five men's matchup. A great uh, five, five, uh, five teams versus five teams elimination matchup that featured the Usos and the Bar. So there's been great Survivor Series. I'm just saying, as far back as just two days ago, I was not looking forward to Survivor Series. The people that bought tickets must have knew something that I did because it sold out instantly. And I was confused on why it was sold out instantly. But it was because of Triple H being involved. They felt the anticipation. They've been seeing a better product on Mondays. and fridays and they're like you know what let's get a ticket for survivor series it's in a big town it's in boston let's go out in and see it but having war games there it just feels so fresh so new on the main roster and the options you can kind of see it already that they can set up something for the bloodline versus a team of baby faces or damage control. If they get more members or damage control with maybe somebody like a duo, like Rhonda and Shayna from SmackDown versus a, a, Face do a uh, face team. So there's so many different ways they can go about it. My biggest questions are: are they gonna do what they've been doing with the WWE War Games matches, which is uh, WWE style War Games, which is four on four. Or are they gonna do the classic War Game styles of five on five? However, all that's being said about War Games, I'm more excited for the Fight Pit because I can't see it, I can't see it being done anywhere else better. I seen war games be done better already this year in June at, at blood and guts and already by triple H's comments. I know there's not going to be any blood with these war games matches. So yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be exciting. It'll be a great match. It might steal this show, but I don't think it's going to be one of the best matches of the year for WWE. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They got, they got to interest me. They got to get me going, but sure, with the Q sure that's everything. already, with the feud that's already been built With Riddle and Seth Rollins This just seems like a natural progression Of them going into the fight pit And this is a perfect scenario To introduce this stipulation With someone that was in the first ever matchup Being Matt Riddle I thought that this was just perfect I called this being done before Clash at the Castle So I'm glad it's being done At Extreme Rules And it instantly makes me more interested In Extreme Rules So they they accomplish a few things It's a natural progression of the Riddle-Rollins feud, which has been really well done, and it makes people want to see Extreme Rules. So I got to go with the fight pit right now.
1: I uh, love—look, I— I have been known to tweet out fight pit all caps with 18,000 exclamation points, uh, uh, several times in my, in my past, which is probably why I don't have that many followers, but I am a huge fan of fight pit. i loved those first two matches, uh, Timothy Thatcher uh, versus Matt Riddle. And then Thatcher also getting the win over Tommaso Ciampa. I thought both of those absolutely delivered. It, it's such, a uh, you know a unique twist on the cage match where you there's no escape there's no literally you have to win by submission or TKO it really kind of plays into Matt Riddle's MMA favor right uh over Seth Rollins so um this is the perfect kind of matchup to where Riddle can kind of get that win back and then hopefully they're 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 done cuz it feels like they're they're falling into the same pattern while it's good and it's been good it It's falling into the same pattern with Seth Rollins now where it's like, okay, he's going to do three matches with this guy stretched out over four months, and then he's going to do three matches with this guy stretched out over four months, and it feels like we're just kind of killing time until Cody comes back, but it's, it's still very, very good. I'd like to see this be it finito and have both these guys move on to other things. Uh, Either that or they're killing time until Randy Orton comes back and then you can do RK-Bro again. So uh, either way, it feels like they're just kind of delaying time, but this is a great way to freaking do it. I love the fight pit. I'm looking forward to this. For me, though, it's got to be War Games over the other one because of what it's going to mean for Survivor Series. This is a show that I have said before they should have retired with The Undertaker because it was tired it was old it didn't mean anything this is a show that has literally killed title reigns look what it did to big e's run with the with the wwe championship it's like he had like one successful win over drew mcintyre and then he loses to roman reigns and then before you know it he hasn't defended the belt in two months and then he's dropping it at day one uh it just that's not survivor
0: series fault
1: it's the brand versus brand, you know, battle for brand supremacy. Yeah, that that's that's it. That's but, that's what Survivor, Survivor Series, what? but that's what Survivor Series has been for so long now, which is why this I'm is five years. That's a long ass time, all right. And it it's it's literally squash storylines. It does, and the fact that the you know the the battle for brand supremacy doesn't make sense, especially coming off of the draft which is typically in October, and then you do Battle for Brand Supremacy in November, and you have Team SmackDown, which four out of five were on freaking Raw two weeks ago, battling Team Raw, who a four out of five were on SmackDown the week before. It's like, who gives a shit? Plus, in this world of Triple H, we got dudes bouncing around all over shows anyway. I don't care about that either. They all have their homes. Doesn't mean they can't go play on the road as well, so I'm not going to be one of these guys that's going to get all in a tizzy anytime somebody who's on SmackDown shows up on Raw but let's not act like this is the one night of the year where Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars are going to meet. No, it's, it's total bullshit. It's totally dumb. I've been over it for a long time now. The fact that Triple H said not only are we getting two War Games matches, but they're going to be storyline-driven. Ain't going to be this, like, battle of brand supremacy stuff. Still give me Gunther and and, uh, and, and Lashley, please. Like, please, give me that. Like that. You want to have one battle for brand supremacy match? That's it. Other than that, yes, I think the bloodline, if they wanted to go with the traditional five-on-five, you could have that be the culmination of the Sami Zayn face turn, where you do the bloodline, Roman, Usos, uh, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn, and then Zayn ends up costing the bloodline the match against whatever myriad of babyfaces you want to go with, whether it's Kevin Owens and uh, whomever the hell else they're, they're feuding with right now. Drew McIntyre could be in there. Braun Strowman could be in there. Who knows, Bray Wyatt could be in there at that point. There's a lot of space that we can get to. And then on the ladies side, I think if, if you wanted to do just the the four on four, I think damage control with maybe Alexa bliss. If you decided to do a heel turn and put her with damage control, maybe Becky Lynch is back at that point and that can spark things off. There's a lot of different ways that they can go. And since it's storyline, you can then branch off the storyline and start building your matches for day one and start building your matches for uh, the Royal Rumble and so forth and so forth. It's not we're not that far off from Royal Rumble season, which means you've got to start building your stuff now and getting pieces in place. So we're not throwing things together last minute like we have been for the last, oh, I don't know, 37 uh, WrestleManias. Uh, you know, I'm again, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, we do have another world title match that is uh, coming up. The next one is not going to be at Extreme Rules. It's going to be in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. It is going to be Roman Reigns defending his WWE Universal Championship against the undefeated Logan Paul, SP3. Your thoughts on this one? Logan Paul in his third ever match getting a Universal title shot. They did this really great, well-put-together press conference if there's one thing Triple H understands, it is today's media and knows how to get coverage and get buzz, which is why Logan Paul is in this match in the first damn place. Do you have an issue with Logan getting this shot and only his third matchup?
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, this makes total sense to me. This is kind of similar to the booking of Ronda Rousey back in 2018. She made her debut at the Royal Rumble. Then she had her in-ring debut at WrestleMania. And then her second match in WWE was at Money in the Bank against Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship why did they do it so fast is because that was the biggest challenger the biggest name they could give nia Jax at the time this immediately made more people engaged and interested in the raw women's division and it was at the height of where ronda rousey was at during her run in wwe because wwe tends to have the law of diminishing returns greater than any wrestling promotion in the history of ever uh so logan paul the he is at his peak right now he had a fantastic performance at summerslam in his first singles matchup so his second singles match out his name is as high as it's gonna be 30 million followers on social media all the outside eyes that he's going to bring in at a time where his brother is going to be versus Anderson Silva like this is the best possible time to get this done and to do this i have no issue no problem for it with, with- whatsoever and especially with what we heard last week with the report that WWE is having in a difficult situation where they want to have two champions by the time we get to WrestleMania 39 but they don't want Roman Reigns to lose they don't they want to protect Roman Reigns up until WrestleMania 39 because they want him to be one of the champions when he versus the Rock in the main event so you just need people for Roman to lose to. So I think if you just look at it like that, if you have an issue, if you hate Logan Paul, just look at it like this. He's just someone for Roman Reigns to beat. So yeah. just think of it like that. You have no issue with it whatsoever. Look, the
1: how long, how many times this year have we said, who the hell's left, right? Like Roman has been champion for two years. Coming up with fresh, new storylines and challengers is difficult at this point. Logan Paul checks all those boxes. And if you're a guy who hates Logan Paul, I'm sorry to break it to you. Objectively, watch his matches. He's good. He has taken to this like a duck to water. He is a natural. He is a great athlete. And he knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to tell a story in the ring. And this is one of those situations where he's going to get over in defeat because so many people are going to look at this and go, oh, on paper, Roman Reigns should squash Logan Paul. And yes, that should be the case. But if Logan comes in there as the scrappy underdog and he's getting his ass kicked at the beginning like he should be and starts making that comeback and then starts putting on a hell of a show and gets the crowd behind him like he did at SummerSlam against The Miz, that is what WWE is looking for. What I don't want to see in this match is Roman Reigns getting help to beat Logan Paul. That should not be a thing. Roman Reigns should not need assistance from the Usos, from Solo Sokoa, from Sami Zayn, and nobody. Nobody. If anything, somebody should mess up and actually, like, Sammy should give a haluva kick to Roman instead of Logan Paul to almost give the win to Logan Like. Roman should be the guy that gets shit thrown on top of him that he has to fight through and still come out on top in this because Logan is such a big underdog, it does Roman no favors whatsoever to get help to beat Logan Paul. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this he gets help too much. This should be one that he wins clean as a sheet, but you can still get Logan over in the process.
0: I would love for it to be that the Usos and Sami are trying to help him, but uh, we get a disagreement between Zayn and Jay, and Jay goes to superkick Zayn, and he hits Roman instead. Just yeah. steer the pot even more, because people bad. people want to rush way too way too you know fast to this Sami Zayn babyface turn. We need the moments where it looks like they're gonna turn on Jay, they're gonna choose Sami over Jay. That's the moment that I live for right now on WWE television.
1: Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? So, like, yeah, whatever, whether it's a halluva kick that hits him, whether it's Jay hitting him with a super kick, imagine him getting laid out and then Logan tosses the guys out, goes up to the top rope, does his little shimmy, lands that big ass frog splash could you imagine the reaction at least i would hope because this is a saudi arabia crowd but could you imagine the, the the type of reaction you would get on that roman reigns that classic roman reigns last second kick out when everybody in the world thinks logan paul's about to shock everybody that's the kind of stuff you build toward roman doesn't need help to beat logan paul but if logan can almost steal one because the bloodline just got too cocky i absolutely love that idea uh, Ozzy actually calling the shot here and says Logan Paul will be victorious over Roman Reigns. <sighs> I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I I, I put that at about a point zero zero nine percent chance, but I have been wrong uh before. Uh, Mark saying Logan is the right choice, possibly the biggest draw in WWE other than uh, Roman himself. Look, there's a reason why Logan is in this match. He has real mainstream appeal, mainstream draw. His podcast gets the type of views that SP three and I can only dream of, right? Like that's, that's what we all strive to be. We would love to have a, just a normal talk show that gets a million views, by the way, give us the thumbs up. So hopefully maybe one day uh, we can get to there with us. It's a slow climb up that hill and we're working, damn it. We're working. But, yes, there's a reason why Logan Paul is in this match. Uh, And it's because he's popular, but it's also because he's damn good. Uh, So I think a lot of good things uh, are going to be able to to come out of that. Uh, Going back here, uh, Mark saying uh, War Games over everything literally made me want to watch Survivor Series with no matches announced uh, other than War Games. It's an attraction. I don't know because you had those reports that Vince didn't like War Games. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things. I mean, this is, this because was one it's more- not his creation. Vince don't yeah. like anything
0: that he didn't invest.
1: Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, frantic world asking, is NXT still going to have war games? Don't know. Don't care. Just the fact that we're actually getting like main roster stars in war games is enough for me. I really don't
0: care about what NXT is, uh, is doing right now. Although. Well, I'm- damn, well, damn, Rick. Tell them how you really feel. You just I, crapped all over the NXT fan. I'm sorry, NXT fans who are watching the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. I watch on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time, only on USA. Sheesh.
1: You, you cut me off. I'm more intrigued now that we're going back to regular NXT, which, again, that's uh, it's a tape delay show tonight, but, hey, it's the first one in the new, old, new NXT era, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. I just couldn't watch NXT 2.0 on a regular basis anymore, so we'll see how things uh, adjust here moving forward. Uh, We are going to have two women's championship matches uh, at Extreme Rules. Liv Morgan, an Extreme Rules match defending against Ronda Rousey, Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. No stipulation on that one yet. SP3 today on 9-20-2022 at 3 p.m. on the dot. What are you feeling? None, one or both women's championships should be exchanging hands at extreme rules.
0: Both, both book it, Dano. book it. It's Mm. over Bailey. It's, it's time to give damage control. The golden treatment, the golden role models treatment. You got Dakota and EO as the WWE women's tag team champions, Bailey defeating Bianca Belair. Like she should have last year. It just see, it feels like the crowning achievement, the crowning moment, and then you could have Damage Control kind of be the the group that the rest of the women on both brands are chasing. So I would like that a lot. And as far as Ronda Rousey, I mean, it's clear as they, Ronda Rousey is the most over woman on SmackDown. Sure. Sorry, Liv Morgan fans. For all you Liv Morgan fans will say, she never got a program with Charlotte, and Charlotte's coming back so soon. No one cares! No one cares. We don't care anymore. Liv Morgan is the heel in this situation. Did you see how heelish she came off in that sit-down interview? I mean, oh, if, I it's, if it's heelish I, to I, defend yourself like that. I beat you. I beat you. She didn't say anything about her. She literally put words in Ronda Rousey's mouth. Ronda Rousey didn't even get a chance to answer the question. From Kayla Braxton and and Liv was like, oh, I know, I know you're gonna say you respect me, but you actually think that I, you don't like me and you don't think I deserve. And and then Rhonda said she doesn't
1: have respect for her So again, yeah, she's like, she's like, she,
0: she, she she admitted what she said, but you put the words (laughs) in her mouth because she was like, I I see it upsets you, so yeah, I, I did say it. I've been there, I've been there plenty of times. I've had people put words in my mouth, and I just be like, you know what. Does it piss you off so much? Yeah, I did say that. So I understand, Al Ron. Gronda, you don't have to explain yourself to Rick Ugino. Both Women's <laughs> Championships need to turn hands. Liv Morgan ain't working as SmackDown Women's Champion sh- as in this regime. And Bianca Belair is working. But I just feel like Bailey and Damage Control are the more important group that you want. you need to get the win here.
1: I'm going to go back to a statement I said earlier where, you know, it's still September, but at this point with WrestleMania season right around the corner, you got to start figuring out what your what your marquee matchups are going to be, and you got to start building toward that. I think conventional wisdom says it's going to be Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania 39 in, in Los Angeles, assuming everybody's healthy, right? So how do you get there? Does that match need a championship? If that match does need a championship, then you got to decide... How how you want to get there because both of those ladies are on are on opposite brands right now. The other match I would guess right now is probably something along the lines of Charlotte and Bianca, right? I think that makes a ton of sense for Bianca. She's beaten Sasha at WrestleMania to win a championship. She's beaten Becky to win a championship at WrestleMania. The last four horsewomen that she's never pinned is Charlotte. The storyline is there. Um, and I think that's a big win that you could give Bianca at WrestleMania 39 again and really solidify her as a somebody on that four horsewomen level that not a lot of women have broken into, right? So I think that's a direction you got to go. So, okay, you got to figure out how to get those two matchups together. Wherever the draft is, that could kind of orchestrate some things. You could utilize the Royal Rumble as well. For me, if I'm looking at this, I would have Charlotte be the one to take the SmackDown Women's Championship off of Liv Morgan. I could dive into it. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of time because I know we're running out. I would have Charlotte be the one to take it off of Lib Morgan. I would have Bailey beat Bianca. And then you could have a returning Becky beat Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship and figure out how to get Ronda to Becky and Bianca to Charlotte and move that way. So right now I'm going to say one, but there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of options that you could go if you're WWE. So it really kind of opens them up. But right now on this date, I'm feeling one. I'm not ready to pull
0: the plug on Lib Morgan yet. I'm not. That's I'm a not convoluted. That's a convoluted way to get there. You 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 cash in you 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 cash in while the while it's at its highest and at its highest is Ronda Rousey's popularity. So you cash in on that, have her win, and then Charlie can come back and you can resume that because that's the feud they really want to do. They really that the want to do that. That's hey, the what Vince wanted to do. Hey, Vince wanted to do. I bet you Triple H still wants to do it. These are two women that Triple H loves. He loves Ronda Rousey. He put his he put his credibility on the line to make Ronda Rousey look good in her first ever matchup. And Charlotte Flair is he's called her before the greatest women's wrestler in WWE history. So if you don't think that he wants to do the match and prove he could do it better than his father, then I don't know. I don't know if y'all know Triple H. Y'all uh, should get to know this Paul Levesque guy. I
1: mean, look I, again. If you ask me who I think is winning at Extreme Rules, which yes, as Sofat says, the betting odds say Ronda is the favorite. I'm just saying that's not the direction that I would necessarily go. Um, again, I'm not ready to pull the plug on Liv Morgan, but I can't, I can't fault you if you feel like it's ready to go in another direction. Frantic World saying Liv Morgan is done as SmackDown Women's Champion just ended. Again, I'm not ready to pull the plug, but I'm, I'm. Like, I don't know. I'm built different than a lot of people.
0: Obviously, I love I, I love I love Rick because he is such a uh, a loyal fan. It doesn't matter if there is eight thousand people outside telling him that it's raining and they're getting wet. He will say he will tell you If Becky Lynch told him it ain't raining. If Liv Morgan said that he don't need an umbrella, he going out there butt ass naked and he don't care.
1: He oh, don't care. That, oh, that, that's an image that that nobody wants. No Absolutely one, nobody, nobody wants. Look, people are allowed to think what they want to think. If I was the booker, I wouldn't pull the plug on Liv Morgan because again, I can map out a road that makes sense. And if I had time, I would get in. You
0: just mapped out just her going to one other person. That's it. Yes. There's no reason. There's no other reason to hold Liv Morgan to hold on to SmackDown Women's Championship. I didn't say you that Rhonda, I didn't say that Charlotte should be the next challenger for Liv Morgan. Who should be the next challenger then? When does Charlotte win the championship then?
1: Uh, you can do day one. You can do day one. You can do it after So a little... you
0: expect- <laughs> Yo, this man is out. This man is on yeah. something. I'm sorry. Yeah. You expect them to come up with three months of storyline that is interesting and intriguing enough to maintain the section of the fans that are just like, yo, take the title off of the lift, Morgan. Just take the title off. Again, you expect I, as, I, I, said whole whole as I said
1: at the top of the hour, the internet community is a very vocal minority SP3. Liv Morgan still
0: has her fans out there. But are you watching the show each week? Yes, I oh, am. Where, where her popularity was at Money in the Bank, it's down now. It's down now. Yes, That's, it is. that's, that's the fans. only face-off the... of her booking. So instead of but, trying but to
1: fix not... her booking, you want to just say, fuck it, screw it. And we, we fucked but up. That has nothing a very little now.
0: With the online, with the internet wrestling community, with Twitter. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about the reaction she gets from the fans. That's all I've been saying about yes. this match at extreme rules is that right now, Ronda is here with the popularity and Liv Morgan was here so, so you at Money to in punish, the Bank, but you she want to punish going Liv down. Morgan.
1: You want to punish Liv Morgan for shitty WWE booking. They screwed her up. So now you just want to say, screw it. Let's take the title off of her and put it back on Ronda. That's what you're saying.
0: I mean, I'm just saying that when a person, when a, when a title reign is not working with the fans that come and pay money in the building every single week, if they are not treating your champion like it's the first most important person in a division, if it's the second most important person in the division, I wouldn't even put Liv Morgan in the top five. We did a whole fantasy women's draft, drafting 50 different women. Liv Morgan didn't get picked. Like this is, I'm just saying, Liv Morgan is not, not on as your channel. Popular. You didn't
1: do that. Was
0: I was no, I I'm just, I'm I'm talking about True Hill Heat, but I'm just okay. saying, I'm just saying in general, Liv Morgan is not popular enough, has not delivered any memorable promo center title win or matches for her to maintain being the champion for three more months. That's what I'm saying.
1: Agree to disagree.
0: Uh, let's see. No, Go no, back- no, no, no. Give me an example. Please. No, no, no. You can't tell me to agree to disagree. If you disagree, that might mean that you know of a great promo and a great match Liv Morgan has had in this reign that makes her deserve to hold the title the rest of the year. No,
1: what I'm telling you is this rain has not been good, but it has not been her fault. She's not the one who books the damn matches. So you people are complaining about her run, which she has had very little to do with as far as a booking standpoint. And then you're going to tell me, well, it ain't working. So let's put it on somebody else because WWE fucked it up. How's that fair to live? That's what I'm saying. How's that fair to live Morgan? who has not even had a chance to really get out of the gates with this damn thing based on terrible fucking booking. And now she's facing Ronda Rousey for a third damn time. They could give her a definitive win over Ronda and actually turn this thing around but that would actually take some work. It would actually take some patience. You could actually develop storylines for Liv Morgan, but you got people like sp three over here saying, fuck that. That's too damn hard.
0: We can't come up with stuff for Liv Morgan for three months. So let's just cut her out and put it on. I'm, Rousey. I'm saying, I'm saying you Liv Morgan fan. Don't know what to come up with her outside of this feud. I literally gave you the opportunity. I was like, who does she verse next?" Got no answer. Got no answer. We got three months to book. Until your your presumably Charlotte match that you all you Liv Morgan fans want so much. Literally, Steve said it best. If Liv retains the only next opponent that anyone can think of that's fresh and interesting and that will make people want to watch the next show is Charlotte Flair. So we're literally just holding on for this Liv Morgan reign that obviously is not working. I'm not saying I'm not saying they can't come up with stuff to make it work. If something ain't working, it's time to regroup. Go with the hot commodity, which is Charlotte, which is Ronda Rousey right now, and then regroup with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan will get another chance. She is young. She works hard. She never gives up. She will get another chance. This rain ain't working, though. I don't
1: know when she gets another chance. Uh, I would have said Lacey Evans uh, a few months ago would have been a good one, but they have completely cooled her off and not done anything with her. Then again, you could turn you could turn Liv Morgan heel. And then maybe you work in uh Sasha and Naomi if they come back. You got Raquel Rodriguez, who could be uh, an interesting title program. You could do something with Sonya Deville. Uh hell, you could do something with Zia Lee or Shotzi. You haven't done anything
0: you, with you them. ain't name you ain't named one thing that was interesting. Sonya Deville, she's de- she's not the reason why she gets her title matches on TV is because people wouldn't be interested in a paper. Because they haven't done much with her interesting character when she was an interesting character in 2020 before she lost the Loser Leaves WWE storyline. Then she came back. We thought she was going to be interesting in the authority figure storyline. She had an interesting feud a little bit with Naomi. And then after that, she just became every other authority figure that wrestled. So they killed that. She's not over right now. So that's the reason why her title matches don't become on pay-per-view. So, so if they, you realistically- you, you run
1: into the same damn problem then. Okay, put the belt back on Ronda. We going right back to Charlotte. That's the same answer. Who Who's next? Charlotte. No. You can, you, you sure, Ronda Rousey has
0: the most interesting storyline going on in the women's division on SmackDown right now. Her and Shayna Baszler. You built to that. You find a way to build to that. You either do a triple threat next with Liv and Shayna, so you could tease that a little bit more. You could put her in a tag team with Shayna and tease them being a duo together. But long term, day one or Royal Rumble, it's Shayna Baszler right now. It's not even Charlotte Flair. You literally can hold the Charlotte Flair matchup and try to do it better than your daddy did at WrestleMania. You literally can hold on to that because this Shayna Baszler Rousey storyline is better than anything that Liv morgan okay give us, you, even just chast- to
1: you just chastised me for saying okay we hold off charlotte until day one your next challenger for ronda rousey after Liv morgan is shayda Baszler. that you're saying hold off until day one of royal rumble so what do you do with ronda rousey between now and then
0: because i I'll, i'm booking the whole rest of the year ronda rousey beats uh live morgan at mm-hmm. at extreme she okay. then would go into Crown Jewel. You do the triple threat there. You do Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baser. You could do a little tease in there. You could then do a Survivor Series elimination matchup with Ronda and Shayna on opposite teams, on the same team, any which way. This is all about building up this rivalry because this is the most interesting thing going on on SmackDown. And then you got a whole month. Where you could do you could do live and rhonda one more time, you could do Charlotte on TV on Christmas on the Christmas week. Smackdown her Rhonda and Charlotte on TV because you haven't done that yet. You've only done premium live event matches. Then you go to day one and day one, you do Shayna and Rhonda for the first time. And then Royal Rumble, you could turn back and do a submission matchup. So I just built four months when I asked you the question like thirty minutes ago, and you still haven't told me who versus Liv Morgan. You, and you return this damn title you because me. you don't know anything interesting for Liv Morgan as champion because Liv Morgan has not been interesting as champion. When a rain, gave- what you just champion, gave me when a, was a rain working, of- You cut bait.
1: What you just gave me was a series of rematches. And then, oh, we're going to have Shayna, who's going to be the big challenger, who, by the way, lost clean to Liv Morgan. We're going to have her lose again uh, in a triple threat match and then have her lose again at, at day one Royal Rumble. Liv's then- going to get
0: pinned. Liv's going to get pinned in that triple threat. It's totally fine. Liv can get pinned. She's done. Get her out of there. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's all about it's all For about who rematches.
1: You just booked me three months worth of rematches. That's what you booked
0: me. When did they do the triple threat with Liv? Ronda, That's the and only Shayna.
1: fresh one you're talking about doing. Rhonda and Liv. Four, when, did do, when, did Ronda and when did they do when they did Charlotte again?
0: When did they do a survivor series elimination matchup with Rhonda and Shayna ever? I'm talking about title. Oh, oh you're talking. Oh, you're talking about. You're talking about title matches. The matches. One of the matches that I named in this whole four-month storyline of Rhonda and Charlotte. You or Ronda said Liv
1: and Charlotte. That's what you said. Outside of putting in Shayna Baszler, who just lost the title match, clean as a sheet to Live. Other than that, you said Charlotte and Rhonda, which are matches
0: that we have already seen. I said Charlotte and Rhonda one time on TV because I made. And sense then you're talking Maddie. about doing Live again. After the I said trip, on TV. I literally said on TV. I'm not putting that on pay per view ever again. But you put the matches that have drawn on pay per view or have drawn eyes on pay per view, you put them on TV during the holiday season. I literally booked the TV as well. I asked you 30 minutes ago give me one interesting challenger for Liv Morgan after Ronda Rousey before Charlie Fire. And you named Sonya fucking the pill. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: we had a lot of distraction finishes on monday night raw last night i think we had the opening match ended in a disqual, ended in a distraction finish we had the second match ended a distraction finish we had the main event ended a distraction finish i think there was another distraction finish in there sp3 is triple h getting too happy number four here on the five count by the way i'd continue that argument but we're way over it on is. time and i know you got your other job you got to do how many distraction finishes are too many sp3
0: um i think we reached too many after the the second match on the show when we did back-to-back distraction finishes i was like is this gonna be the theme for the show and sure enough two hours later i was like (laughs) yeah this does feel like the theme for the show um the show was really good because it had really good wrestling and it was very wrestling heavy but when you have to depend on distraction finishes so much It tends to stick out, and it definitely did last night.
1: They all made sense, right? Like, Riddle costing Rollins, which was a great opening match for the United States Championship, had some stuff in there we haven't really seen before. We don't get to see too often. I thought uh, Lashley's uh, counter for the uh, curb stomp was spectacular, where he's just like, bitch, you ain't going to push me down. I'm too damn strong for this crap. I loved that. Anytime a spear gets turned into a pedigree, loved that as well. Great match. I did feel a little bit cheated, even though it does make sense for Riddle to get involved. So then you turn around and it makes sense for Rollins to get involved with that match with the Judgment Day later on. Bailey getting a distraction win over Alexa Bliss with, you know, damage control right there. Again, it all makes sense. But man, let's space him out just, just a little bit. It's okay for people to get clean wins every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's fine. Just A little bit. Space them out just a little bit. Last night, it was a bit too much. And last but not least, let's do a quick little preview here for Arthur Ashe. Tomorrow, you will be there. New York, New York. Of course, the main event is for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley, Brian Danielson. Everybody's picking their favorite to walk out of there with the championship. But there is a running theory here, SP3. A running theory that they may actually use that casino battle royale poker chip a la Money in the Bank, and that Mr. MJF might wait until there's a definitive winner tomorrow night. He has said on the microphone, anytime, anywhere of my choosing, I get a title match. So let's say there's about, oh, I don't know, four minutes left in the show. John Moxley, Brian Danielson, whoever, wins the match, walks out with the championship. There's a big celebration. All of a sudden, MJF's music hits. He comes down to the ring. He cashes in his poker chip and he beats the holy hell out of whatever is left of the current champion, pins him, walks out as the AEW world champion. What would be your reaction tomorrow night if MJF finds a way to walk out as the AEW world champion tomorrow?
0: I hope I am the uh, the the Undertaker guy, the Undertaker streak ending guy, and I'm just like <laughs> in the crowd. Like, I'm, I'm going to be so excited because it's in New York. New York's own. Every time MJF makes an entrance and I'm there live, I'll be like, New York, New York. They know. They know. He's from New York. He's from Long Island, places I I don't spend a lot of too much time (laughs) in. But he's from New York regardless. This would be the perfect place to do it, although I don't think they will. I'm very interested in his terminology and the words that he's been using, talking about if he'll cash it in, if he'll not, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So it's very, very interesting.
1: They haven't done a whole lot of press for Arthur Ashe. They haven't done a whole lot of press, um, despite efforts by many. Um, But the one guy who has been around has been MJF. So I think it's Tony Khan and MJF have been doing, uh, the, the the bigger media uh, shows, but MJF does a, a thing with Ariel Hawani and he's he's breaking down everything that he's done. I do find it interesting that a guy who is not on the card, this is a big stacked card, and one of the guys who's not on the show is the one doing media leading up to this. So I, I do find that to be interesting, and sometimes that means something. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, oftentimes I feel like if somebody's going to be doing media rounds, they're going to be doing something big on the show. I have literally interviewed Liv Morgan before, and then she was pulled from the pay-per-view. So it doesn't always mean something. I just, I get a feeling we're getting something big is happening tomorrow night. I I just got this feeling in my gut. I don't think Moxley or Danielson is walking away with this. I would love this. Um, I think MJF was the direction that was going to go. I think he was the guy that was set to beat CM Punk in the first damn place. If they do decide to do this, I think Mox needs to be the guy that wins the match and MJF takes it off of Moxley. You've already kind of teased tension between those two guys. You can have Mox win the title. I don't want Brian Danielson's first run as AEW champion to be all like three minutes. So if they do do that, I I do
0: that's 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 perfect Brian. And that's something (laughs) that Brian would even want himself. He would want. He would want to. He would not want to hold the AEW World mm-hmm. Championship. But he, I think. I, I think it would be nice for him to win it. I think he would love to win it. But to hold it, I think that would create his place in this main event scene. Because I feel mm-hmm. like Moxley winning and then versing, you know, MJF cashing in and versing him later down the road. That's too simple. You you have Danielson win. Because that makes Danielson and Moxley one and one in AEW, so that creates the the you know the opportunity to do the third matchup between them. But you also put MJF in the situation where he cashes in on Danielson because the issue between Moxley and MJF is already established. You don't need him yeah, to cash in true. to to create a situation, but you do need him to cash in on Danielson to create that issue.
1: See, you can sell me all right you you can sell me and i i think you just did um and you know there is i, I am a sucker for symmetry, right so like what happened when c m punk dropped the ring of honor world championship they put it on brian danielson what happens in in twenty fourteen when punk walks away from w w e they end up putting the world championship on brian danielson c m punk gets hurt in a e w here in twenty twenty two what could happen? they could be putting the world championship on brian danielson there there's I'm a sucker for history repeating itself. I'm a sucker for symmetry. You might, mm, man, now you got me wanting to see Brian Danielson win it and be the one that gets pinned. Like it would suck, but I do agree with you. I do think he would actually push for something like that because that is classic Danielson. I know there are people out there who are initially going to think the same way that I did. Oh no, he deserves better than that. People are going to remember it. At the end of the day, people will remember it. If it happens either way, I would be fine with it. By the way, I don't think, I don't think I could I don't think I would be mad if this if this happens
0: and plus it's it's one year to the day since his in-ring debut in AEW so for him to be in the main event winning the world championship one year after his classic matchup with Kenny Omega I think that would also mean something to him
1: all right guys we are way over on time uh i Really wish I would have gotten to more of uh, your comments uh, than I did. Uh, we do have the Battle Royal on Rampage, as uh, Steven brings up, saying a winner gets a title shot. So I, I think actually getting the chip off of MJF also tomorrow night and then clearing the way to where we have, okay, a champion and we do have one challenger. I think having technically two number one contenders kind of convolutes things a little bit, which is why I wasn't a big fan of, uh, of the Battle Royal being named. But if you have MJF cash in and win and then the Battle Royal I think that would be interesting if a member of the firm wins that 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 title shot, and now they, they go up against MJF on retainer, like who has them on retainer. I think that could be an interesting story there, but there's a lot of different ways that they could go with it.
0: Wheeler really, uh, Yuta.
1: Mm, mm,
0: keep, yeah. the, keep it going with the Blackpool Combat Club versus MJF. Keep it going. Love it.
1: All right, SB3, good spirited debate. Love it. Tell people where they can uh, follow you, find your show. You got coming up this weekend. By the way, a programming note: we won't be doing Thursday. Uh, scheduling conflict Thursday night. Obviously, SP three is at Arthur Ashe in New York on Wednesday night, so we're gonna push things back to another live show two fifteen on Friday. How does that sound? Everybody good with that? Yeah, give me Danhausen, but he's just gonna get squashed again. MCASP. like Dan Danhausen will win, and then MJF will like punch him in the throat and pin him, and that's. Cause that's what that's just what Dan Housen does, but SP3, where can people find your show? All your stuff, plug it, do what you do.
0: Twitter machine at True Hill SP3 T R U H E E L L, I mean, H E E L SP3. Uh, and also True Hill Heat is the YouTube channel. Go over check that out. Got the NXT watch along NX3 tonight, we got Elite Heat, our AEW dynamite watch along on Wednesday night. And uh, join me and Jimmy McAram on Thursday, one o five PM Eastern time with AE Ramble reviewing AEW dynamite grand slam. If you want to hear my first thoughts on my live reaction from the show.
1: Sounds good. You can follow me at Rick uchino And of course, make sure to give us a thumbs up on this video. Make sure to subscribe to the channel closing in on 500. And again, as soon as we hit the 500, one of our lucky subscribers will win hundred dollars to either WWE or AEW shop your choice on us get some swag spread the word because we got to get to 500 subscribers first that is my end of the year goal thank you guys so much for the support we will see you friday 2:15, breaking down everything that happens and any other news that goes down we are expecting another update on the whole bray Wyatt situation for sean ross app and pifle.com so make sure to uh give a shout to our friends over at FIFA select who do fantastic work subscribe if you haven't already this is the believe in pro wrestling podcast brought to you by bet online take care guys